Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a Monster Monday. And it is presented by DraftKings, of course. And I cannot wait. It's a holiday week. It's a special week for a lot of different reasons. And yes, your boy is completing the calendar week challenge this week. I will be calling the Vikings and the Saints on Friday so I can check off every single day of the week this year, which I don't know if anybody's ever done before. Fired up for that. We will have a spread the word winner on Friday. Yeah. We will have a show Christmas morning for you, and we will have winners. You will get to get a present if you spread the word via social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, or if you take advantage of any of our awesome sponsors, and they are awesome. Many of you have been doing that recently. You're doing the right thing. Love the codes. Love our sponsors. We wouldn't take them otherwise. And then, of course, the YouTube shout-out just gave uh, my buddy Brewer the – Shout out. He loved it. Actually, I don't know if you know he emailed me back yet, but I'm pretty confident he will love it. Uh, it was very fun to do. It was for a couple of his buddies. So anyway, we're rolling. Uh, listen, why not give yourself or somebody else the gift of being an official tuckhead? Patreon.com slash RT Media. It's big show time. The big show. Good morning, Ross. So, uh, week 15 pretty much in the books, except for tonight's game. Your thoughts on a pretty crazy weekend? It was, Bri. It was. I mean, there, there's a lot of different things. You know, we're at that time of year where there's a lot of sort of takeaways at this point. The Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East for the first time since 1995. It's really cool because the Bills are like the one team that I – really feel that affinity for, and I'm, like, proud of them. I'm happy for their fans. Although, truth be told, I'm happy that Browns fans have a good team this year. You know, I I like when teams that haven't been good in a long time are good, and I wasn't in Cleveland all but a month, but I'm very happy for Browns fans as well. But I have – I make no mistake about it. I have an affinity for the Bills. It'd probably be weird if I didn't, right? So I am thrilled for them. Boy, was I off. On the Even Money podcast, I thought the Bills might have a letdown. That certainly did not happen. Although, 
I had one heck of a week on the Even Money podcast. We'll be recording that one tomorrow, and I'm fired up about that. Tomorrow, we'll do Fantasy Feast and the Even Money podcast, in addition to Power Rankings. Today, we'll do Ross Tucker Football Podcast and College Draft. Get you ready for some of the Bulls this weekend. So, the Bills winning the division jumped out to me. Carson Wentz rumors yesterday, you know, the report that he's not happy being a backup. And if he's going to be a backup, he'd rather be somewhere else. I got to be honest with you. I I think it'd be kind of weird if he didn't feel that way, right? I mean, you don't want a guy that says... I'm absolutely thrilled to be a backup. I I don't know if we broke any ground there. Uh, It would be awkward or weird if he was happy being a backup or if he was happy with the way things went down. I don't really know what that means, but he's not happy being benched. He shouldn't be. But I do think he should be primarily upset with himself for not playing better. You know, the epic Bucks comeback, which we will get into, Bri, that certainly jumps out to me you know I thought wow this is going to be really bad for the Bucs they might miss the playoffs Uh, they are getting run out of the building by Atlanta but we've seen this happen before with Tom Brady against Matt Ryan's team and by the way Matt Ryan like couldn't have played better it's uncanny how often that happens and they still lose but that Bucs comeback was significant and then two more the Patriots playoff streak is done they will officially have at best a 500 record. I think they play Buffalo this week, maybe. I got to check on that. So it doesn't look like they'll even have that. It looks like Bill Belichick will have a losing season in his first year post Tom Brady. And then the Jets win. Oh my gosh, Bri. The Jets win. And I know Jets fans are very, very conflicted. I will just say I am absolutely thrilled for those players and those coaches, I am so happy that they were able to get that done. They were able to win that game. Look, I wouldn't wish 0-16 on my worst enemy. I know Jets fans are frustrated because the one comfort they had from this season is that they were going to get what they considered to be an all-time prospect in Trevor Lawrence. First of all, you never know what happens the last two games. And secondly, who knows? Maybe it works out for the better for the Jets. I totally understand, though, the frustration of their fans. I get it, but what do you want them to do? I mean, the the players are playing to win, and they played well, and they deserved it, and they won. And I'm happy for those guys because a lot of them don't really care who the quarterback is next year, and a decent percentage of them aren't even going to be there next year. They're putting in all kinds of effort, fighting through pain, and they got a big reward. And that was a heck of a flight home for them. So I'm excited for those guys. Hey, football fans. Are you an Amazon Prime member? This holiday weekend, Amazon Prime Video is the place to watch the NFL live with back-to-back games. On Friday, Christmas Day, the Vikings take on the Saints in an NFL Christmas special. Then on Saturday... The 49ers face the Cardinals in a divisional showdown only on Prime Video. Not an Amazon Prime member? Don't worry. Sign up for a 30-day free trial and you'll get both games. And you can catch all the action on any device almost anywhere in the world. So this holiday weekend, relax, tune in, 
and enjoy the NFL on Prime Video. Friday, Vikings, Saints. Saturday, Niners, Cardinals. Coverage begins at 4 p.m. Eastern for both games with kickoff at 4.30, both on Prime Video. Friday's game is also available on NFL Network and Fox, simulcast subject to change, presented by Bud Light Platinum, also available on mobile and in select markets. Tux Takes. All right, well, let's get into each of these games individually and start with that Saturday afternoon game where the Bills won their first AFC title since 1995 after beating the Broncos 48-19. to Right, no letdown whatsoever. This is one of the reasons why I give the Bills a legitimate chance against anyone. And yes, that includes the Chiefs in the AFC playoffs. This is a different Bills team. And I know how it works. Nobody will believe it until they do it. And that's fine. That's the way it should be. But, man, that was a prime letdown spot, Bri. And they went out to Denver, and they stomped on the Broncos. Josh Allen is on fire. Stephon Diggs sets the franchise record for catches by 11 with two games left. What a trade that was by Brandon Bean. Jerry Hughes had that awesome fumble return for a touchdown. And for the Broncos, all the positives I feel about the Bills coming out of that game, I feel the exact same way, but but negatives for the Broncos. I know they were down a bunch of guys in the secondary, but Drew Locke, he didn't throw any picks, but he probably should have. The Bills dropped several. The Broncos didn't move the ball. I mean, they moved the ball okay. Uh, but by the way, the Bills' defense getting a little bit better. But ultimately... The Broncos were not competitive, and that's not a good sign. I thought after the Chiefs and Carolina games that they'd be right there. They absolutely were not. Tux takes. The other Saturday game, the Green Bay Packers. They won their fourth straight 24-16 against the Panthers, despite being outgained 214-49 to in the second half. Right. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was – not impressed afterwards. You know, he's here trying to go for the MVP. His numbers were actually pedestrian. The thing is, is the Packers scored touchdowns on their first three drives. And then it was just kind of like they coasted after that. They scored three points after those first three drives. Really, the play of the game was Teddy Bridgewater fumbling on the goal line. Because at zero points for the Panthers... The Packers go down, they get a touchdown, and then they were able to – they kind of coasted. They were able to use that lead to to win the game, but it went all the way until the end. Brian Burns, Derek Brown, some of the young defensive players for Carolina were impressive. Rodgers had a season low for yardage. He was not pleased afterwards. You know, they know they got to play better than that, but they really only need to win one more game to clinch the number one seed. But they're going to have to play better than that. They've had a bunch of sort of let-down games like that. It seems like every other game, or certainly one out of three, they don't play very well. Tux takes. With Ezekiel Elliott inactive yesterday, Tony Pollard stepped up, rushing for two touchdowns on 12 carries for 69 yards and six receptions for 63 yards. Cowboys over the Niners, 41-33. Right. Uh, it, it just started off so bad for the Niners. Richie James fumbled a punt, which led to a Pollard touchdown. 
Then Nick uh, Nick Mullins fumbled, which led to the Cowboys doing this cool quarterback sneak with the tight end in motion. Tight ends, like in mo- I guess Alabama did it Saturday night. I didn't see it, but tight ends in motion stops right there at the center and ends up getting the snap and taking it uh, for the first down. They got another touchdown. Uh, Tony Pollard had a 40-yard touchdown run to put the game away. I said as soon as Zeke was inactive, Bry, that it doesn't really hurt the Cowboys that much. They scored 41 points without him. Very, very telling. Very telling, I think. Pollard just looks like he's got more juice. Zeke looks fine, but he looks like he's a little bit worn down. 24 points off turnovers for the Cowboys. Definitely the difference in the game. Nick Mullins, uh, too many turnovers, under duress, not good. Ducks takes. The Seattle Seahawks clinched a playoff spot after knocking off the Washington football team 20-15. to So Dwayne Haskins started. Alex Smith was ruled out, as I expected. And or suspected last week. I uh, said that certainly on the Even Money podcast. I, th- I believe I said it here as well. And Dwayne Haskins did not play well. I uh, threw a couple bad interceptions. Now, I will give him credit. He kept battling and he played better late. In fact, after Russell Wilson threw an interception, it was an unbelievable interception. You know, Montez Sweat jumped like 10 feet in the air, batted up in the air. Deron Payne ended up picking it off. That enabled the Redskins or the Washington football team to get down there and make it a 20-15 to game. Not an overly impressive game by Russell Wilson and the Seahawks passing attack, but that's what happens when you go against a good defense like Washington. Carlos Hyde did break a long touchdown run, and the Seahawks clinched a playoff berth. Meanwhile, Washington still controls their own destiny. They're still all alone in first place. In the NFC, so the loss almost didn't even hurt him that bad. And you've got to think they probably will get Alex Smith back now. Ducks takes. The Bears improved to 7-7 seven and seven after beating the Vikings, 33-27. Mitchell Trubisky having a nice late-season resurgence. Are we able to say he's a good quarterback again? I don't know that we can say that, especially when he threw that interception in the end zone when they were up by three late in the game. You cannot do that, Mitch. You, you you cannot throw that interception. At worst case scenario there, Bri, you throw the ball away and you kick a field goal to go up six. Now, thankfully, his defense saved the day and they were able to stop the Vikings on fourth down. They harassed Cousins. Then they were able to get a field goal to win by six. But horrible decision. All of the positive equity that, Trubisky had built up the last couple games. It almost felt like all of that went out the window with that interception in the end zone. But they still scored 33 points. David Montgomery's doing some really nice things. Bears offense has been pretty potent, actually. They got two more games to maybe finish 9-7 and the way they're playing right now. Uh, As for the Vikings, look, I know they're not mathematically eliminated, but they're done. I'll get a chance to, to call their game and see them on Friday against the Saints. I don't envision them winning that one. But with their receivers, they always kind of have a puncher's chance. Tux takes. 
The Dolphins held the Patriots to under 200 yards passing. Miami wins 22-12 to and eliminates the Pats from playoff contention for the first time since 2008. That was the year that uh, Tom Brady had his torn ACL and only played one game. Right, and they still went 11-5 and that year but missed the playoffs. This year, they're not getting close to 11-5. and Held the Patriots under 200 yards. I think everybody and their brother has held the Patriots to under 200 passing yards this year. Bri, you were there. What was the food like? Box lunch again, but uh, it wasn't peanut butter and jelly. So, you know, some teams can do it a little bit better and put a little effort into it. Box lunch of uh, a brisket over rice, a side Caesar salad and a side pasta salad. And for dessert, one of my all-time favorites, key lime pie. I made, And they were they were small. They were, I don't know, maybe like, small pancake size. Um, I may have had several. Wow. You know, Brian, I can't remember the last time I had key lime pie. I almost forget what it tastes like. I've seen some debates out there about whether it's really pie or not. Your thoughts? Uh, I guess it could be considered like a custard. Yeah. I need to have that again. At some, I'm not a big pie guy. I'm much more of an ice cream guy. I'm not a big cake or pie guy. But it's it's the graham cracker crust that uh, that makes yes. it. Yes, yes. No, you're right. It's almost hard for me to have cake or pie without ice cream with it. Like, I, I need that. I, now, I like cake or pie if I can have, like, every bite has to have a little bit of ice cream and a little bit of the cake or pie. That's the key for me, that contrast there. So, Look, Tua had a terrible interception down by the goal line when the Dolphins were losing 3 nothing. But I give him and that team a ton of credit, Bri, because they kept battling. You know, Tua was without Devontae Parker, no Miles Gaskin, no Mike Gesicki, and they still won. You know, Cam had a fumble that Xavier Howard returned for a touchdown, but that was overturned. Stephon Gilmore, non-contact injury, certainly something to keep an eye on. But the story of the game was even without all those receivers, the Dolphins ran the ball down the Patriots' throat. It's just so bizarre to see that. It's just so weird to see a Patriots team seemingly helpless. I mean, the one drive, it was Matt Breida running them down the throat uh, for the first drive of the second half. Tua had an awesome rushing touchdown where he showed – Probably a little more athleticism than people give him credit for. Uh, And then second half, late in the game, Dolphins just ran him over. Very impressive for the Dolphins, but also disturbing for the Patriots. Tuck's takes. Baltimore Ravens blew out the Jaguars 40-14. to Lamar Jackson, three passing touchdowns, and he added one on the ground as well. You know, I tweeted this yesterday, Bri, at Ross Tucker NFL. I thought that the Ravens would be poised for a letdown there, Bri, just with, you know, an, yet another short week. They came off that Monday night game against Cleveland. Boy, not at all. Not at all. Score could have been even worse. My brother from another mother, Justin Tucker, missed a late field goal at the end of the first half. Minshew got sacked for a safety after a Jags got an interception off of Lamar Jackson. I mean, Jags had an interception in the red zone. It really could have been worse. As Bryant scored a touchdown, which was very cool for him. I think somebody said it had been 1,100 days since he had done that. So kudos to him for the mental and physical toughness to kind of battle back and get back out there 
throw up the X, score a touchdown. And then the other thoughts I guess I would have would be, you know, J.K. Dobbins kind of ran the ball all over the Ravens. They're looking like they are poised. Somebody good in the AFC is not making the playoffs. And it's going to be a shame. You know, out of the Browns, Ravens, and Dolphins, somebody's not making the playoffs, and it's a darn shame. They're going to probably have 10, maybe even 11 wins. It's crazy. Uh, but that's that's where we're at. Ducks takes. Tom Brady had another big comeback win against Atlanta. This time, though, as a Buccaneer. They beat the Falcons 31-27. Unbelievable. I mean, the amount of games that the Falcons have blown over the last couple of years, it's uncanny. They were up 17-0 at halftime. I mean, Donovan Smith uh, was put on the COVID list, left tackle for the Bucks, so he didn't play. Falcons were just marching methodically for an easy touchdown drive. Here's the thing. Even after the Bucs went down and scored a touchdown in the first drive of the second half, and you thought, okay, here we go, Brian, 17-7. Nope. Right back down came Atlanta. At Matt Ryan, ding, ding, boom, boom, boom. Touchdown, 24-7 Atlanta. You thought, okay, well, there, you know, it's not like it's after halftime, the Bucs are going to win, blah, blah, blah. Yes, it was like that. Tom Brady threw a bomb to Antonio Brown. Leonard Fournette got involved. Devin White was awesome in this game for the Bucs and really just a tale of two halves. Ducks takes. Tennessee Titans beat the Lions 46-25. Ryan Tannehill, three passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, zero interceptions in the win. Oh, you missed an opportunity there, Brian. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yes! Yes! I love when we're on the same page. I Right there, dude. When you said three, tu- three passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and a partridge in a pear tree. You know, Brian, not to sound corny, but last week – there's this thing in Hershey uh, called Sweet Lights, and it is really cool. It's like a, an hour long. You drive your car through, and there's all kinds of lights of different you know, characters and Christmas stuff and Santa and Rudolph, and they have all 10. Like they have five golden rings, four... Calling birds. Yeah, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. We were singing it as a family. Those are the moments, you know? Like that, that's that's what really matters in life. That was last, it was right before the snow, last Tuesday night. Man, that was cool. Very cool. Uh, as for this game, Derrick Henry pounded the ball down the lion's throat. He had maybe the most violent stiff arm I've ever seen. It wasn't even a stiff arm. It was like a a blank slap, you know, like a a witch slap with a B. It's almost what it was, like an open hand slap, just threw the poor kid to the ground. Corey Davis had a long touchdown, and the Titans kind of got back on track. By the way, major kudos to Matthew Stafford for playing through that in that, that injury. Ducks takes. For the second time in 21 days, the Texans and the Colts a fumble inside the five-yard line with less than two minutes remaining. Colts win it 27-20. That is unreal. 
Like, I mean, they were different. This time it was Kiki Kuti who was fighting to try to get a touchdown. And Darius Leonard did an incredible job by punching it out and deserves all the credit in the world. But what another agonizing, heartbreaking defeat for the poor Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson was staring, looking up at the screen like, you have got to be kidding me. Uh, it was a good game. You know, the Colts looked like they were going to run away with it. Jonathan Taylor was running dudes over. But it's almost like Deshaun Watson refuses to let that happen, refuses to let his team get out of it. And I've got so much respect for him as a result of that. I also have so much respect for DraftKings Sportsbook and their can't-miss offers, especially now that the 2021 basketball season is here. So we got bowl season for college football. We've got week 16 in the NFL. And with the return of basketball, all you have to do is bet $1 on any featured matchup this week. And if your team wins, you cash a crisp $100. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up to get $100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's code ROSS. What an awesome holiday gift to yourself or to a, a loved one. Sign them up for DraftKings. Put the code ROSS in there to get a shot at $100 on any featured matchup this week. Like, hey, I put the app on your phone. Here's a code. It's free money. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ducks Takes. Kyler Murray's 406 passing yards helped the Cardinals over the Eagles, 33-26, but another impressive performance from rookie quarterback Jalen Hurts. Right. This was kind of what I expected, Bri. You know, it was a uh, shootout, maybe a little bit more scoring than I thought. I thought perhaps the Eagles' defense could do a little bit better, even though they had so many guys in the secondary missing. They were without three starters in the secondary. But some of their other guys – Marcus Epps had a big interception in the red zone. Uh, Michael Jaquette was able to knock the ball out. Uh, Nikhil Roby Coleman knocked the ball out. Actually, the score could have been worse. I mean, the Eagles could have given up more points if it wasn't for those turnovers and special teams. Special teams was killer, Bri. You know, they had a blocked punt, which led to a Cardinals touchdown. They had a fake punt that they allowed. You know, um, they missed – a, uh, a a field goal because the punter was hurt and they could actually extra point. They couldn't get the ball down. That would have given them the lead at that point. But the real story here was Kyler Murray was amazing. And, you know, the Eagles actually had pretty good coverage a lot of those times. It was just such a good job of DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald of making ridiculous catches. As for the Eagles, Hurts, again, was extremely impressive you know, this time it was more throwing than running. He did take more sacks this time. But even when the Eagles were down, it looked like they were going to get obliterated. He kept battling to the point where they should have had the lead, 27-26. So it was a losing effort, but it was a very positive performance, again, for Jalen Hurts. Tux takes. 
Uh, the biggest upset by far of the year at SoFi yesterday. Jets finally win a game, snapping that 13-game losing streak, beating the L.A. Rams 23-20. And that, Ross, that sets up a huge game for the Rams this weekend in Seattle. It certainly does. And that's, Brian, was the, I can't remember the stat, but it's the biggest upset, I believe, in like 25 years. Wow. They were, they were over 17-point underdogs, and they won outright. They scored a touchdown on their eighth straight drive. Now, not all touchdowns, but eighth straight game where the Jets have scored a, a, a scored field goal or touchdown on their opening drive. This is how you win. You uh, you go out, you get a touchdown on your opening drive, you block a punt, you get a field goal. The Rams were sort of out of it all game long. You know, certainly it's interesting because the teams that played Monday night, Cleveland, Baltimore, didn't seem to affect them at all. Meanwhile, the teams that played last Thursday, the Patriots and the Rams, that extra time to prepare and rest, that didn't seem to help them at all. Jared Goff could never get in a rhythm. You know, the Rams still had the ball in Jets territory twice, you know, when they were only down by six, and they couldn't get it done. I mean, they, they could not score another touchdown to take the lead. I think we all thought at that point the Rams were going to win, the Jets were going to blow it, but Marcus May made a big play, and like I said earlier, very, very happy for Jets players, Jets coaches, and I certainly understand the frustration and disappointment for Jets fans. Ducks takes. Patrick Mahomes, 254 yards and three touchdowns in the Chiefs, 32-29 win in New Orleans. So this reminds me of every Chiefs game lately, Right. Now, Drew Brees was back. We didn't know that was going to happen on Friday when we did the Ross Tucker football podcast. But no Michael Thomas, who's on IR for the rest of the regular season. Brees got off to a really slow start. He threw a weird interception to Legereus Sneed. He was taking sacks. He was like 0 for 6. It was bad, really bad. But he kept battling, kept swinging, as they say, and was able to get the Saints back in it. And this is what the Chiefs do. The Chiefs kind of get a lead, and then they they slow down. The other team gets back in it, and then the Chiefs put the gas down again and find a way to close it out. Critical play in this game was my buddy Alex Anzalone. You know, there was a punt return that there was a fumble for the Chiefs. Anzalone was going to jump on it in the end zone for a touchdown and unfortunately, you know, knocked the ball out of the back of the end zone. So it was a safety Instead of a touchdown, critical play, I felt awful for him because, you know, that weighed on him the rest of the game last night. I've kind of been there. Uh, it's it's unfortunate. Ducks takes. And finally, Sunday night football. You were there, the Cleveland Browns, the New York Giants. Cleveland gets a 20-6 win over the G-Men. Right. I believe every game I've done at MetLife this year, it's been sort of the the same food. They have Pepsi or Diet Pepsi. Uh, they have water bottles. And then they have some packaged hoagies. Oh, I can inter interrupt you for a second. I saw something yesterday at the Dolphins game that I'd never seen before. It wasn't a water bottle. It was a water can. It was like a soda can, just with water. You've never seen that before? I've never seen that before. A oh, I think like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They I, Like JetBlue has that on their flights. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's interesting. Yeah, I've seen that before. Um, I don't know what the difference is between a can and a bottle. It just feels weird drinking water out of a can. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, they had assorted hoagies. I had ham and provolone on like a Kaiser roll, I guess. I don't know. They had a turkey and Italian and a veggie. It was fine. They had fruit. They did have fresh fruit. I had fruit before the game and fruit at halftime. I will give it a C. And uh, yeah, I will give it a C. So the Giants had their chances, Bri. Three times in the red area in the first half, they came away with three points. They had a terrible fake field goal. One of the worst I've ever seen. Uh, They got stuffed on a fourth down where Wayne Gallman really should have been able to get it. And they got a field goal the other time. And unfortunately, even though their defense is really good, they could not really slow down the Browns. I know the Browns only scored 20 points, but Baker Mayfield was awesome in this game, completed 84% of his passes. The Browns kept converting third downs, uh, even a couple fourth downs, two 95-yard touchdown drives. It just both teams are moving the ball, so the clock kept moving. But trust me when I tell you, it was a terrific job by Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield and the offense for the Browns. They didn't run it great, but, man, Baker Mayfield was on fire in the play-action passing game as the Giants kind of were beat up on the back end. They sold out to stop the run. Very, very impressive performance by the Browns. Ten wins. Ten wins for the Cleveland Browns with two games to play, and they play the Jets next week. So very impressed by them. Very impressed by all of you. Let's have a big week, huh? Let's do it. All the podcasts, please listen to them. Tell your family members, whoever you're around during the holidays. You know what you should do? You should listen to the Ross Tucker football podcast or Fantasy Feast or even Money or the College Draft or Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports. It's really enjoyable while you're in the car, you're working out, or no matter what you're doing. Shoutouts are in order, Bri, for Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, and Vision Comics with an X. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.